Welcome back in for the 10th and final week of our curriculum podcast. This is Landon here with Jenny once again. Back again for the second week. Finishing strong. Jenny, thank you for all your your hard work diving into Matthew 7. Last week we were touching on the first half of Matthew 7 verses 1 through 12. Jenny, you want to give us a quick recap of what we chatted about last week? Yeah, so we talked about a Christian's relationships, um, what it looks like to judge others or not judge others, um, what it looks like to ask the Lord um, for your requests and prayer. We asked, or we talked about um, the golden rule, um, which is treating others how you, basically treating others how you want to be treated. Yeah. Um, and so much more. So there's a lot in that. Make sure you go listen to that podcast or read um, that last section if you didn't, because there's a lot of gold in there. So Cool. And now we are transitioning into the back half, verses 13 through 29. Yep. This, of course, is the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what is our theme kind of for this week? Yeah, so the theme for this week is a Christian's commitment. So Jesus tells us about the essential choice to choose the road less traveled or the narrow road. He talks about the broad road, the narrow road. Um, he warns against the false prophets and challenges us to be obedient to um, putting our foundation in him, like our foundation of our life, our, our foundation of our faith on him. Um, and I think this is a really critical text because it sums up everything that the Sermon on the Mount um, by providing us with our kind of what's next step. Like this yeah. is the action item um, if Jesus was in a meeting. This is the action item to move forward. Um, this is the application for everything that he's talked about. Um, I don't want people to read just this section and take this apart from everything else. Like Mm. all of the Sermon on the Mount that we've read this whole semester was one sermon. Um, so I think even reading that as a whole of Jesus talked about everything, like all of this in one sermon and then just said, all right, like, like there's a lot to take in here. And so, um, if you're kind of feel like you're drowning and feel like you don't remember everything, like that's okay. You can go back Mm -hmm. and read it. And that's why. It's recorded in scripture, um, but he challenges us to put everything that he said into practice. And so um, we're probably not going to be able to put all of this into practice right away tomorrow. Um, so maybe take it a step at a time, work on some things in your life that he's highlighted to you throughout mm-hmm. this semester, um, which we'll get to the application later. But um, we are to do the things that he asked us to do and not just kind of listen and not along to this good sermon. Um, We are to put this into application in our lives. So that's something to think about as we go through this week. And as you reflect on this whole semester. Yeah. I was even, I mean, even as you were talking there, you like put me in the shoes of, you know, Jesus's original audience. who was just sitting there and received all of this at once. You know, the stuff that we've been taking kind of bit by bit over the course of the semester, they like receive all of this and they're like, wow, like, and honestly, like, I mean, as we've talked about this semester, like a lot of um, Jesus' teaching, you know, is kind of radical because he's saying, you've heard this and now you do this. And so um, I think the, you know, Jesus' original audience would have had a lot to, to chew on after hearing all this. And I know we certainly do after this um, this semester of curriculum. So yeah. um, diving in a little bit more, uh, maybe just for you as you were... Um, taking some time to read through the second half of Matthew 7. What really stuck out to you? What do you feel like is important to highlight for students this week? Um, one thing that stuck out to me was just how direct Jesus is. Like, it feels very clear. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe coming from someone who just loves, like, I'm a very blunt person most of the time, and I like blunt direction. Not all the time, but 
Um, my core group would know. We call ourselves the no nonsense group because we don't, <laughs> we just Love don't that. let certain things pass. Yeah. Um, so if you're my core group and you're listening, you understand what I mean in this. Um, but he's very clear in that we must obey him with our words, our thoughts, and our actions. Like we have to be able to put this into play. We can't just kind of pretend to be a Christian and do all the right things. Like we have to actually, I mean, yes, we have to do these things, but, um, he's clear that we have to love him with everything that we have, like our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, so yeah, Jesus is just gives very clear calling on the Sermon on the Mount and asks us to put into action. Um, also like we are to build our foundation on him. Like he's very clear on that. Um, and he even gives like very great visuals. I think, um, even going back to last week, Jesus is a very relational person and he knows how to relate to humans, which is Mm. a wonderful thing because, Sometimes we need very clear direction and um, even just him explaining, okay, if you build your house on the rocks, it's going to stand firm no matter what. Through the waves, the winds, the storms, it's going to stand firm. But if you build it on sand, obviously it's going to fall because sand shifts and moves, whereas a rock is going to stand firm. And so I think even him giving us clear directions and a clear picture of, oh, okay, I can picture what it looks like for a house to be built on sand. Obviously, that's not a very smart thing. Um, and so building our foundation on him is like building it on the rock. Um, and that's something that's comforting to me is I'm like, okay, he is someone who is going to be, um, never changing. Like he is always going to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, and with everything around us in the world that changes or all the new things we have to learn, um, it is nice to know that the Lord is going to be the same. Um, and that building our foundation on him is a good foundation. Like this is not something that's going to be, um, shifting or moving. Um, he's going to stay consistent. Yeah. I think that's even, I don't know. I think about, there's just like acknowledgement from Jesus here that, um, you know, he's like, I've taught you all these things, but they're going to be, they're going to be people who try to lead you the other direction. Um, and this life that I'm calling you to like, isn't the easiest route. I think Mm -hmm. there's an acknowledgement and like, Hey, the road is narrow um, the, the rain's going to come, the wind's going to blow. Um, there's going to be false prophets, false disciples that you lead on the way that are going to try to convince you that even try to convince you, um, in my name, you know, that, that the way of Jesus is actually not the way that I've laid out in, you know, the Sermon on the Mountain. So I think there's just this acknowledgement of like, man, like you need everything that I've just taught to you because there's going to be people who are going to try to, um, try to lead you astray. Yeah. I've even like, just you saying this is not the easy route. I think I've always pictured when he's talking about this, building the houses on certain places, I've always pictured the rock is like this cliff that's high above all of the waves. Mm. Um, that's never going to kind of like the waves are never going to reach it because it's so high on this rock. And then obviously the sand is going to be right by the waves. And you just helped me click that in my mind of, okay, well obviously, um, getting all of the materials up the rock is not going to be easy. Like Mm, if someone was going to tell you to build a house, they'd say, Oh yeah, like do it where you don't have to do all that work to carry all the materials, all the wood, all the concrete up the rock, like just build it right here where there's flat land, but it's actually sand. And that is not, um, that's not where you want to build it. And I think that's where Satan can get us of like, Hey, this actually looks good um, in theory, but when you actually put it into practice and when the storms come, it's just going to fall. And Mm -hmm. so even knowing that, yeah, the Lord is going to ask us to do hard things, but it's because it's so much more worth it in the end. It's because it's building this firm foundation. That's, that's going to help us not be shaken. Um, where Satan gives us the easy path and 
it's not always the best. Yeah, it's like he even says like, yeah, the more difficult way, like you're gonna see that it's gonna bear good fruit. Mm -hmm. um, but you're gonna see other people when, when you know when trials come that, um, you know, the bad tree bears mm -hmm. bad fruit. So yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, so even thinking about how we we tie this, um, because we've talked a lot about how you know, John Stott didn't write this necessarily to college students, but there's a right. lot of <laughs> nice things that we can pull out um to connect it to campus so how do you see this portion of matthew 7 this final little bit connecting to campus yeah i think even just going back to the sand um analogy that jesus gives us is we don't want to build like giving a practical thing for what the sand foundation could be um that could be your relationships with your friends or significant others that could be your grades your status in your friend group money and there's so many other things that you can build your life on it's like okay, I want to stand on this. This is what I'm going to, like, I'm chasing after this the rest of my life. But yeah. I think the Lord has shown us that these things can be washed away so quickly. Like, this isn't something that we want to build our foundation of our life on because you never know what's going to happen. Like, friends can leave you. They can abandon you. Money can go dry. Like, yeah. you can lose your job. Um you know, there's going to be an exam or a test that you don't do well on. And if that's all that your life is hinged on, then it is so easily broken down. Like mm -hmm. I remember, um, high school was so easy for me and coming to college. If, for those of you who don't know, I was an engineering major. That's a lot different than high school. Um, and there was an exam that I literally failed. Like it was yeah. below an F. Um, and I was just so rocked by that. And in that, the Lord met me there and was like, hey, there's so much more than this grade. Um, not saying you shouldn't try hard on your exams. I definitely tried hard on that and still failed. But Yeah, still studying for your finals <laughs> that are coming up. Yes, that is going to be very important um, because the Lord gives us gifts and he wants us to use them well. But um, had my foundation been built on that the rest of my college career, I mean, I would have been rocked and shaken every midterms and finals like it never would have been a solid foundation where I felt like okay like I feel secure in this um but being able to build it on the Lord and say all right Lord like I'm gonna try my hardest but regardless of the outcome like I know you're still good and I know you're still here for me um I think that's something that we really need to put into practice especially as college students because there are just so many things um that can be changing in the college life especially yeah. like getting internships or not getting internships. You don't want to build your life on that. You want to be firm in the Lord and know that his ways are higher than our own and he has a plan for our life and it is good. Um, and we want to follow him in that. That's good. Um, as you look at just maybe some potential red flags that could pop up in conversation in group this week, maybe what's some, some pitfalls to avoid? Um, I think the one thing that I was looking through was just the works versus faith. Like there's a part in here. Let me find it and read it. Um, it's verse 21 where Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father um, who is in heaven. And I think sometimes we can look in that at that and say, oh, well, it's all about my works. Um, and it's all about what I do in name, mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus or in the name of the father. Like, Yes, these works are important, and um, I think in James it talks about how um, faith without works is dead, um, or maybe it's the other way around. I don't remember, um, but we have to be able to do these things in the name of the Lord, um, and we have to have our foundation built on him, going back to that. 
Um, but he just wants us to be saved by him. Like I, I don't want anyone to hear that our salvation is based off the works that we do. Um, it is based off of our faith in Jesus and knowing that he is our savior. Um, and we have submitted to his Lordship. Um, but in submitting to his Lordship, we also want to obey what he has called us to do, which in turn shows itself in works by serving, by doing unto others as you would have them do to you. Um, we can't work our way into heaven. Jesus has said that very clearly. Um, he has done all of the work for us, but he calls us into these things with him. Like he wants us to join him in, um, the mission work. So yeah, I think that's something you want to be very cautious of not making sure that your group is like, Oh, it's all based off works. Like he says that, you know, we did all these things in his name and I have to do this in his name. Otherwise he won't know me, but, um, he knows us by our relationship with him. For sure. Yeah. I think one thing we even talked about before we press record, um, is, is that verse right after where, you know, it says many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name, drive out demons and in your name, perform many miracles. Mm -hmm. And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Uh, away from me, you evildoers. And I think that line just like, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, that just like gives me chills. Like, it's just like Jesus like cuts to the heart. Yes. And it's just like, man, like my heart is like to know you and to be in a relationship with you and to like reveal my character to you. Yeah. And I don't want you, I mean, obviously the Lord is delighted, you know, when we do things in his name within his will. Right. But I think that he, his desire is for us to, to know him deeply yeah. and to live out of that place. Yeah. He's very blunt there. Um, but I think that shows he desires relationship with us over anything. Like yeah. he, he doesn't, obviously he cares about what we do in his name, but um, he just wants to be with us. Like if you just get to sit and be with Jesus, that's what he yeah. desires. Um, and really that's something we should take great comfort in. Yeah. I would say. Especially going into um, winter break, like you have so much more time, even if you are working, you're not doing school. And so, um, just taking that time to really slow down and be with the Lord. Yeah. Like take that time in the morning, take, th- take that time at night or in the middle of the day, whenever you have to just sit and be with him because there may not be as many things for you to do um, because you're either not at campus or um, just whatever, but take that time to sit and be with him because that's what he desires. Yep. Who you are is more, per- and more is more important than what you do. Amen. Uh, cool. So as we um, move out of this week, move out of this semester of curriculum, what's some good um, just takeaways or applications as we head into the final weeks of the semester and into the winter break? Yeah, I think I hit on this at the very beginning of the podcast, so I want to circle back to it. Um, just read back through the whole Sermon on the Mount, like Matthew 5 through 7. Read back through it because it is one cohesive piece that um, Jesus was preaching on. Um and just kind of ask the Lord, kind of do a Lectio Divina type um, reading of it, which this is a much longer passage to do Lectio Divina, but um, figure out or just ask the Lord, is there anything um, that you are trying to highlight to me? Is there anything that feels challenging or convicting to you? Um, and take this into the next week, the next month, um, and just continue to ask the Lord to highlight these things and ask him um, that he would help you overcome whatever you're struggling with, whatever, um, is convicting you, um, whatever's hindering you from a deeper relationship with him. 
Um, just continue to ask him and highlight, have him highlight certain things in this passage. Um, cause you can work through some thing, a lot of things over winter break or, um, even in the beginning of the school year, but this passage is very crucial to, um, just the foundation of our faith. So continue asking him. I mean, going back to last week, ask, seek, knock. So, um, just ask what he wants you to kind of work on, um, in these next couple weeks or months. Yeah. And I mean, there's a reason that we value spending weekly time in scripture and having mm-hmm. these Bible studies. And the hope is that when we would, when we would just, you know, dwell in scripture and really soak it in, that we would be different people on the other side. Yeah. And so hopefully if we spent an entire semester in the Sermon on the Mount, we would look like different people yeah. um, than when we, than we were in August. For sure. And so I think you're giving great guidance of, I think it's so easy to read all of this in here man, there's all these things that I need to do better. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're just, you're given the perfect guidance of really paying attention to what the Holy Spirit highlights Yeah, and taking, if it, even if it's just one to two things, yes, um, just a couple areas that the Lord's inviting you to really turn over to him and to mm-hmm. grow in. Um, share that with your group for sure. Yeah, uh, Ask them to hold you accountable, especially over the break, but definitely find those ways that the Lord's inviting you to to know him more deeply. Yeah. You just got to take it one step at a time because we can read the whole Bible and find a million different ways that we need to change, but that's going to be so overwhelming. And the Lord kind of just asks us to take one step at a time, fix one thing, and then he'll reveal the next thing. So, um, ask the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you for your work. Thank you for getting us across the finish line. Of course. (laughs) Uh, and I hope you guys have really enjoyed reading through the Sermon on the Mount. I hope it's been challenging, convicting to you, and I hope that the Lord has really met you in this and has really given rich discussion for for your groups. Uh, We wish all of our faithful listeners a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. We can't wait to dive back into Scripture with you all in the spring, and we will see you on the other side. See you next year.